0: Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include Originator Tips, my interview with Fairway Independence, Adam Levitt, on renovation loan solutions for buyers, existing homeowners, contractors, and real estate agents, and this week's employment data continues. Thanks to True. True. As Lending AI pioneers, True creates accurate data that powers automation and optimizes every step of the lending lifecycle. Helping lending organizations rapidly process loans, dramatically cut costs and risk, and radically improve the customer experience. This is Lending Intelligence. An experienced loan originator will tell you, never tell a client about a problem until you've solved it. An originator will also... When talking to a client, show them that their timing matters more than market timing. Put another way, home price appreciation is earned by buying a place and holding it, rather than timing the purchase based on interest rates. Roughly speaking, there are 4.8 million real estate sales in a given year, and 3.6 million of them will have a loan. Figured there are about 1.3 million refinances, which gives us a total of nearly 5 million mortgage transactions. Debt consolidation refinances, and yes, they're moving out of 3% loans, but paying off 30% credit card debt with a 7.5% loan often makes sense. Originators are telling their borrowers, a few years ago, we saved you money on your interest rate. This time, given the rate on your credit cards, let's take another look at things. For today's interview, I want to welcome to the show, Fairway Independence, Adam Levitt, to talk about renovation loans. With more than 20 years' experience under his belt, Adams originated, trained, built, and developed several renovation financing programs at various lending institutions and is constantly leading efforts to overcome many myths and misconceptions about renovation financing in general. He built his resume and reputation by helping loan originators and their referral partners foster strategic partnerships and relationships to maximize the bottom line results and growth of their business.
1: I'd love if you give the audience a quick overview of renovation loans. People have an idea of what they are, but it's not often discussed. So I'm, I'm happy mm-hmm. to have uh, someone who's well-versed in it today. Can you, you talk to us about renovation loans and what they are, what they do?
2: Yeah. So a lot of folks want to be able to kind of buy a house and get cash out at the same time and uh, go ahead and finance their upgrades. But you can't get cash out on a house that you don't own yet. That's really what a renovation loan is you're taking the combination of buying the house and then that renovation budget and then just adding them together and basically treating that like it's the de facto purchase price. So you're absorbing the cost of the renovation, just like you're absorbing the cost of the mortgage and amortizing it over 15 years or or 20 years or 30 years. So um, nothing really crazy about it. The numbers are the numbers. So that's literally what a renovation loan is from from the credit perspective.
1: Are the underwriting standards different on renovation loans? Are there different DTI ratios? Are there standard products? How's, how's it work from the underwriting side of things?
2: I, I would say not really. I mean, each lender might have a, a small little caveat, but the way that that we do it at Fairway, and then I believe a lot of other lenders do, is they, they take a, a conventional or an FHA loan, which I'll, I'll kind of talk about more in a minute, but they take the same guidelines from a non-rental loan regarding the credit score and then regarding uh, the debt to income, how much somebody can afford, and then just apply it toward that combination instead of just the. So what I like to tell a lot of folks is if you can afford a $300,000 mortgage on a turnkey property, it's gonna be the same thing on paper and credit wise as if you're buying the house for 250,000 and then financing $50,000 in those alterations, because when you combine it, it's the same $300,000.
1: You had mentioned Fanny uh, or Freddie. There, can you can you elaborate on that quickly?
2: Yeah. So there's there there's different products for different solutions in terms of the scope of work, in terms of uh, in terms of credit, in terms of your debt to income, in terms of uh, your perspective if you're uh, a military buyer or borrower, and even geographically with with USDA rental loans. So. I like to refer to renovation as, as a suite of products because a lot of folks out there will think of 203K and 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 the two different products, be it a limited or a standard, which, which uh, I can talk about in a minute. But a lot of folks don't realize that there's a VA renovation loan, which is similar to a regular VA loan where you could finance 100% of not just the purchase, but 100% of the renovation cost as well. And again different lenders might have different caveats in terms of the type of the repairs and the amount of the repairs but just the concept of being able to do it is incredible because a lot of people don't know it same thing with um with usda rental loans which are geographic and then conventional loans might allow you to do some things that a fha loan won't let you do like putting in a brand new in-ground pool backyard gazebo and of course you need the outdoor kitchen as well so um A lot of different things you can do, a lot of different credit that kind of puts you into a certain category, and just a lot of things that people are missing out on, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it. So quickly, before we kind of move through the agenda here, what's the difference between a 203K and a a normal loan?
2: Yeah, so it's funny. A, A 203K, the K is actually just the part in the HUD handbook that refers to the renovation loan. A regular FHA loan is a 203B. So. The K just tells everybody that you are financing your repairs and improvements in there. The B tells everybody that's just the good old-fashioned uh, regular FHA loan. And the difference is, is that you're adding the uh, alterations. And I'll kind of talk about that as we go on a little bit to whatever the sales contract is. Whereas if you're just getting a regular FHA loan, a 2-3-B, you're just financing the purchase by itself with, with no renovation cost or anything like that.
1: So we had shared a couple of notes before the call started. Uh, A big concern out there for the mortgage industry is a lack of inventory. How do you feel like renovation loans can help with this lack of inventory?
2: Yeah, I mean, think about um, the house that checks all the boxes in the terms of the location and you know whatever it may be, the floor plan, the yard, it's by family and friends but it could just use a little bit of love, or as I like to say, it could use life breathe back into it. So a homeowner walks in there and the cash register's ringing with all the money it's gonna take to bring it up to their standards, because in its current condition, it's really not, and they decide that they're gonna pass on it. But if they knew they had the money at the original purchase, and we could just absorb those alterations into the purchase price, and they had the money, to upgrade the kitchen and update the bathroom or whatever it is, would it really change their perspective? And with all the real estate agents that I speak to with our fairway branches here, it's unbelievable how many just don't know that you could do that. And they say, I didn't know you could do that. So to put yourself in the shoes of a buyer and agent, that if you knew you had money to go ahead and make the improvements at the same time of the purchase, how it would help you not only open up more properties to consider, but just be able to to get more buyers into homes that you really didn't think you could.
1: You've talked a lot about people that are buying homes, but what about existing homeowners? I mean, I'm listening to you here today. I'm going through a remodel. It would be nice for me to have some more funds. Are, are there renovation loans that benefit me? Can you talk about uh, the approaches for buyers versus existing homeowners?
2: Yeah. So So let's talk about an existing homeowner first. They have some sort of equity position in their house. Um, you know, we, we don't know exactly how long they've been in there, what the current value is, what type of financing they may or may not have gotten, or, or maybe it's free and clear. But depending on the equity position will determine whether or not maybe they just do a good old-fashioned cash-out refi that I would think most existing homeowners think of when they want to go ahead and tackle some sort of, of renovation project. Um, there's also equity lines as well that are very popular even though those rates are are pretty crazy right now. But I think about the existing homeowner that doesn't have enough equity and not what they think. But if, if I'm trying to tell a homeowner that I can't give them any cash out because they're already at 80 or 90% LTV, in all honesty, that's gonna be a they're gonna wonder why I can't get that money. And so renovation loans, if you go side by side, With an existing homeowner we're not talking about the value of your home standing there today we're talking about what we call the future value uh the after renovated value uh the the i think exact verbiage is subject to completion value but if you could go ahead to a lender and they'll use the value of the project with the appraiser saying hey it's already done even though the project doesn't start until after the loan closes and not to mention the amount of money, the loan to values that the agencies allow us to lend are significantly higher than a cash out. So it just opens up more equity. It opens up a lot of times a no or a yes. And what really happens, to be honest with you, is a lot of buyers think, well, I'll take two paths. I can't get as much money as I want on this cash out. So I'll take whatever I can, whatever the maximum amount is. And then I'll use alternative sources of financing like credit cards and things like that which really end up digging a hole for a lot of people, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, people people have this kind of disdain for uh, home equity lines. But if you think about the rate of a credit card being 29.99% APR versus a, a cash-out refi, I'm sure there's a big delta between those two. Uh, on that note, can you give us an idea of primary rates versus uh, renovation loan rates versus cash-out rates or, or HELOC rates?
2: Yeah, I mean, I so I'm I'm not a licensed originator, but I can tell you. I mean, I I liked your example. Just generally speaking, (laughs) a lot of people who haven't been, and I've I've only been in the business 23 years, but I've seen rates, you know, like they are similar to today. Whereas a lot of people have only been in the business, you know, haven't even seen a four or five, let alone a six or seven or an eight. But the rates may be a little bit higher if you're doing a apples to apples comparison on just a regular standard purchase. And then be maybe someone using a renovation loan, but when you start talking about a traditional cash out refinance where you're giving somebody a lump sum of money, and then a renovation loan where they're taking those funds and putting it into the project, it's always the value of the home compared to um, how much money we're going to borrow, their credit score and things like that. So sometimes the rates might actually be identical. Maybe sometimes on the renovation loan, the might the rate might be a little bit lower. But by no means, and this kind of goes into misconceptions and myths and stuff like that, by no means are the rates just astronomically higher, which is what a lot of people think. And they just apply that, which is just just wrong. Kind of gets the train off the tracks.
1: Well, let's get the train back on the tracks here Let's and go through some of the other misconceptions. Can you address common ones and kind of dispel them for us, please?
2: Yeah. So it, I, I, when I break the misconceptions up, just because we're talking to so many people, um, From an agent's perspective, timing. Who knows where an agent went if they did a loan before? Who knows if they did it personally or if they had a family friend or or something like that? And Simply put, nobody told them, here's what I need, here's when I need it, and here's what happens if we don't get it. We do a lot of education and awareness in terms of making sure that everyone's on the same page to keep the train on the tracks, like I say. And that's really half the battle because a lot of folks don't realize how important the contractor is to the equation. So if I was, uh, if you were an appraiser and I asked you to go out and tell me the future value of this home, but I didn't give you the scope of work or the contractor's bid, it all means the same thing how the heck are you going to tell me what the value of the home is if you have no idea what's going into it so from a timing perspective we go ahead and let everybody know again here's what we need here's why we need it here's what happens if we don't get it um from the perspective of say a contractor a lot of them have misconceptions that there's tons of paperwork involved they don't get money in advance um you know it's just an overall inconvenience to them and you know um if we were live and if I was doing a presentation, I would take out my, my iPhone. We actually have an app that a contractor or the borrower themselves can use and every function that's available that they need. Maybe they're just moving line items around because they went over a little bit on framing and, you know, they need to move a little money and stuff like that. Or maybe they want to see what's left in their contingency because they found some items that they didn't know were there. You can take out your phone anytime, anywhere and go ahead and do all those things. So you're not at the mercy of waiting for a loan administrator to be in the office and call you back or respond to you uh, you know, via email. Um, and then just other simple things like, um, like interest rate. Well, when a loan closes, your interest rate is fixed like we kind of talked about before, if you have a 15 year fixed or... And that rate and that payment will never change over the course of the 15 or 30 years. It clocks just starts ticking right away as soon as the loan closes, just like a regular loan. Um, and then work and work and when the project starts, that's the best one. So the work can't start until after the loan closes because obviously we want to move the seller out, get them their proceeds, let the agent get their commission on the sales contract. Now the buyer takes title to the property, they own it, and then the work can start. So sometimes that misconception is there is that all the work needs to be done before the loan closes, which from a kind of a common sense standpoint, I don't want to fund a loan and have someone else living in my house while a bunch of work is being done. But we don't take anything for granted. So a lot of education and awareness.
1: You mentioned agents and contractors in that answer. How should both of those parties be viewing renovation loans?
2: You know, uh, we, we speak to a lot of agents and what I try to, the point that I try to get across to a lot of them when I'm looking at their listing descriptions and I have pictures of the property and I take those two pieces of the puzzle. And especially if the property, uh, if the listing's been aging, finance your repairs, upgrades or improvements into the mortgage. Call me more to find out. Breathe new life into the kitchen with new kitchen cabinets, new flooring, new countertops, new appliances. Call me to find out more. Um, it's just something that triggers a buyer. And I don't know what the specifics are now, but last time I looked, I think it was 65 to 70% of buyers start their search online. And when I look at a lot of these listings, a lot of the agents talk about the potential of the property. They talk about how great the neighborhood is and all those things. But They don't say that you don't need your own money because you can finance your repairs and improvements into the loan. And if they did that, I think it would open up more eyes for buyers to go ahead and view the property and and just move one step forward. Not going to say they're going to buy it, but if you knew that you didn't need your own money, and if you're an agent and you knew that a buyer didn't need hundreds of thousands of dollars of cash, would it really change their perspective on putting in an offer to buy the home? That is the most important thing.
1: Definitely sounds like a pretty sweet product. So before I let you go today, Adam, any other solutions like renovation loans provide that maybe I didn't think give you an opportunity to touch on?
2: You know, just maybe piggybacking on the last thing I said, we still see lots of listings out there where they say cash only or maybe hard money. And, you know, I would say maybe not all of them are going to be a good candidate for a renovation loan. But more often than not, the agent is just looking at the property because it's in just such dilapidated or, or poor condition, and they just think it can't qualify for a regular loan, and hard money lenders will kind of do whatever they want. But they're missing out on an opportunity to, again, say, finance your repairs and improvements into the loan with as little as maybe 3 or 5% down or something like that and again it's just such a such a huge difference than someone having to pay cash and then you know the last thing i would probably say is and again this is something i haven't even really talked about but all those properties out there that just look like they're rough the inside is just completely torn apart there's no roof or or there's mold or there's foundation those are the ones that we love as well and those are kind of like the typical ones that we finance with a renovation loan but Otherwise, if a buyer doesn't if the buyer has their down payment but they don't have a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, they don't have the ability to have the 20 or 30 grand to redo the kitchen and bathroom or floors or carpeting or whatever, that's just kind of like a great option to be able to say, hey, why not finance those repairs or upgrades into the loan and then we show them easily you know how they would qualify for it. So a um, lot of good options, a lot of education. And that literally is the start before somebody, if they're a buyer, before they go house hunting, they absolutely have to understand that they have that option because it will change your perspective and agents will show them homes that they never would have shown uh, at the beginning.
1: Very well put. Adam, I thought this was great. Hopefully it opens people's eyes to some possibilities they don't always think about. So thank you very much for your time today.
2: Yeah, I I appreciate it. We're always trying to spread the gospel. uh, And you know, just if we can help an agent get one more property under contract and we can help a buyer get into one more home. You know that's our goal, and that's what we love to do. So appreciate your time. Thanks.
0: We saw a bit of a reprieve in bond yields yesterday after some soft private sector job growth reported by ADP and slowing in the September ISM Services PMI. The ISM Services PMI is still connoted an expansion in services sector activity for the ninth consecutive month, but at a slightly slower pace than August. And per ADP, the economy added 89,000 jobs in September, which follows an upwardly revised 180,000 in August, but is a far cry from 170,000 headline estimates in tomorrow's payrolls report. Job stayers saw a 5.9% year-over-year pay increase, which was the 12th straight month of slowing growth. Factory orders surged 1.2% month-over-month month in August, not indicative of an economy losing its growth momentum in a convincing way. Today's calendar began with September layoffs from Challenger Gray and Christmas, as U.S.-based employers announced 47,000 cuts in September, down 37% from the 75,000 cuts announced in August, but up 58% from the 30,000 announced in September of last year. That data point was followed by the August trade deficit, and at $58.3 billion, lower than expected, and weekly jobless claims, which came in at 207,000, up from 205,000 last week, with continuing claims at $1.664 million. Later today, Treasury announces the auction sizes for next week's new three-year notes, reopen 10-year notes, and 30-year bonds auctions. We'll also receive Freddie Mac's latest primary mortgage market survey and a litany of Fed speakers. We begin the day with agency MBS prices unchanged from Wednesday afternoon, and the 10-year also unchanged yielding 4.74%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Some people you're glad to see coming. And some people you're glad to see going. <laughs> Thanks again to True for sponsoring today's podcast. To learn more about lending intelligence and True, visit true.ai. Make smart lending decisions fast with True. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at com.